Where do you get out of one night stands? Oh, oh, oh wait a minute! No, 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 now. Not thirteen-year-old self to Lavelle. What you doing after your one night stand? <laughs> and then, but was shocked when I said I was sleeping with you. <laughs> Okay, let me adjust a little. Ask the question again, Archie J. <laughs> what's, the, what's the one thing that you get out of one night stands? Uh, I think the one thing I get out of one night stands is the Gaboom Bam, and y'all know what I'm talking about, okay? I let's sit on the couch, let's talk it out. Come on, join the show, I'll tell you what I know. Oh, talk about it. It's the best podcast, let's have a blast. Pride Month is in full swing, and while we have activism, events, and branded content taking over, it's also a time to kiki with some of your closest friends in the community, and so that's what we are doing today. Two of my best friends are on the healing couch to share their queer experience and more, because we're about to go there. Joining me is radio host and pop culture commentator Ryan Mitchell, aka the Slay God, and viral TikToker and media personality Lavelle, aka the Lavelle Show. Happy Pride! Happy Pride! Pride. Thank y'all for joining me. First of all, I just want to say shout out to y'all for being on time. Okay. One more time for the mic. (laughs) I was like 10 minutes earlier. I'm sorry not to put that out there, but I was. That's a big thing to break about. Archie gave us a real production call time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 10 minutes. I'm giving you all your flowers. You deserve them. Here's your flowers, Wendy. Okay. I'm taking one of these calls. You deserve them. They're absolutely stunning. Thank you for inviting us on the healing couch. Yes. Well, we're about to get healed real quick. I can't wait. First time, let's do it. Let's jump into it. It's Pride Month, and there's a lot going on. You're very busy. You're very busy. I'm very busy. But what's one thing you would say to your 13 year old self about self identity? Well, you, you start. Okay, no, I think pride for me has changed so much over like the years, especially how my position in pride has really been. I feel visibility has been a really big thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I feel like my 13-year-old self would have never believed that someone here with blue hair oh. and oh. you know just fully in my identities yes. are sitting here proud and mm-hmm, loud yes. and just like living with other queer folks who are mm-hmm. doing the similar things, right? Yeah. And so for me, I would tell my 13-year-old self to hold on. It's not always going to be church. It's not mm-hmm. always going to be the toxicity of trying to rewrite who you are. Mm-hmm. One day you will feel confident enough to be exactly who you're supposed to be. I love that, Speak Wilson Phillips. That. I would say, okay, y'all know I always start with this. I'm from Chicago, the yeah. south side of Chicago. Shout out Chicago. Grrr. My 13-year-old self would have never imagined, one, that I would be out and proud how I am, but then two, made it so much a part of my brand. Like, Mm. you guys know this. I am gay, loud, and proud. It's And it's not so much... I had no clue. Didn't know? It's not exclusive, Archie. I mean... (laughs) The healing couch. It brought it right out of me. It's going... (laughs) But I would definitely tell my 13-year-old self, and I know you're not supposed to do this, but I really wish I would have came out a bit earlier. Like, it would have been okay, Lavelle. Your family would have supported you. Your friends would have supported you. The community. And what age age was it for you? I came out at 20? Okay. 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And before I came out, I never even slept with a guy. Mm. So you hear me? I've never done any type of... I never explored it, but I knew at 13 I was gay. Okay. So I would really tell my 13-year-old self, like, come on, let's do it a little earlier. I promise you'll be fine. What age was it for you, Ryan? I was 16 when I came out. But okay. I was, oh. like, so my friends knew, uh-huh. um, but I really wasn't, like, super public. And I always have, like, regrets because I went to school with outwardly really queer kids mm. who would get, like, kind of picked on. But I um. felt like I had some, 
weird position in my friend group where everyone kind of protected me in some sorts. Yeah. I, I was, I had a privilege where I was able to exist in these communities yeah. and I felt like I really wanted, if I could always go back, I would feel like I would show up for them in more ways. Like, you know, when you don't know, you just don't know how yeah. to show up for other people yeah. in these ways. And yeah. um, I, I constantly think about that because there were so many kids who were visibly queer, oh. like visibly queer, and they were the cool ones the entire time. Oh. While I was just like existing in my space, but like also like, you know, sleeping That's with really good. Guys. Oh, wow, okay. Um, <laughs> Lavelle, I have a question. We're, we're not going there yet? Sorry. Not yet. Sorry. Lavelle, I have a question though. What do you get out of one night stands? Oh, oh, oh wait a minute. No, 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 not 13-year-old self to Lavelle, what you doing after your one night stand? And then I was shocked when I said I was sleeping with DL. <laughs> Okay, let me adjust a little. Ask the question again, Archie J. <laughs> what's, the, what's the one thing that you get out of one night stands? Uh, I think the one thing I get out of one night stands is the gaboom bam, and y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay, I mm. think that's the biggest thing that I'm going to get. I'm okay. going to get what I actually went into the one night stands. Yeah. Well, that's supposed. That I think that's the idea, right? Yeah. One night stands are supposed to be just a little fun moment just, that you, when you connect with someone just randomly, mm. have that moment mm -hmm. existed, and then it's also a really good learn, learning tool of like how you want to experience sex oh. and what you want i say Ooh. this a lot to people who struggle with like sex and being promiscuous i'm like honestly i know this sounds so crazy get a little tipsy yeah find you someone that you oh, feel no. like i can be safe with that doesn't work and be safe and then that, honestly you can explore different things that, that doesn't work for everybody that doesn't work for everybody who isn't everybody uh, alcohol and sex don't mix mix for, well with me um but, but, yeah here, and I think it, it increases my anxiety and i think you should be clear like alcohol like it de depends on, you know, you want consent. You don't want to be too tipsy to not have like the consensual oh, angle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. Come on, consent. But you know, that's that's very important though. You know, because if you if you're if you're tipsy, like sometimes you can not really understand what's going on in your vibes. But like, oh. I do think it can take the edge off. Like yes. take like one little cocktail mm -hmm. and knock that and, home and up. go into it. And fill just, fill your bag. And I'm not saying go and get blacked out, but I do think like a little cocktail, a little shot, a little something to get that I buzz, spice and that it up, nerve off, especially with a one night stand. Because my idea of a one night stand is with somebody that. No, this is the end of it. This is as far as the road's yeah. going to go. Mm. For me, I can't just jump in bed with somebody and be like, uh, you know, I just personally can't. I, yeah. It really helps my anxiety. So to hear that people experience the opposite, I'm kind of yeah. like, wait, really? Yeah. So you can just jump in the bed with people with no liquor? Um, no. I but can. What, <laughs> no. I can. Not people. I love that. No, wait, that, like, that was wait, very generalized. No. Liquor, like, I could have a hookup with just me being sober, knowing, setting my intentions of like, oh, I'm ready to like have sex. Uh-huh. And just have sex. Ryan, what's your favorite <gasps> position? <laughs> There's so many really wonderful ones. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I who doesn't love a good doggy style moment, you know? Who doesn't love that? Who also doesn't love a good leg workout yeah. while you're riding a situation? Oh, wow. You're in the gym. Yeah. I mean, these thighs are doing something. <laughs> Wait, your favorite um, position? You know. I'm, yeah, doggy style for the win. We mm. like a little clap back. We, we, you know, you know. I I'm also in this new space. I need some wine. Uh, please, Woo! champagne immediately. Prosecco me. I've also in this new space really been enjoying missionary. I don't know what it is really? about it. It used to be so intimate to me where I'd be like, oh no. Everybody but loves that. something about the like eye to eye contact mixed that. with the, the boom ba boom contact. Mm. I'm, I'm here for missionary. I get too, that. Baby. I also really enjoy 69. Uh uh. Okay. I can't get into it because I can't enjoy what I need to be enjoying because I'm also trying to make sure that you enjoy what you need to be. Enjoying. That's the best. All you got to do is find yeah. you a, a good, comfortable position. They them as well, and then y'all just like you know do Too what you want. Why? So wait, why do the gays call each other girl? <laughs> 
I'm I, I feel like oh. I've dropped girls so many times already. Oh, I love a good girl. Yeah. Well, I love a good child now because yeah, I I'm say that to, a lot. Yeah, I say child a lot. I think more than girl because I think some people take girl and get so offensive. I'm like, girl, don't get your panties in a bunch. Like literally, it's girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, I I identify as queer, and so I feel like gender and sexuality is so fluid, mm. and I think there are cultural terms in our community that. Yep that fit that mode, yeah. that don't really exist in a binary in the ways. Like, mm -hmm. if I'm saying girl, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm identifying you, and identifying you as a girl. Mm -hmm. it's, it's something that means, like, I, it's actually a term of endearment. Okay. I see you as a friend. I see you as someone that I'm, like, connecting with. And, like, you get a girl out of me, that means I'm in the conversation. Should, I'm present. Yeah. I think I somehow gave it, like, the opposite. I feel like when I say girl, it's like, all right, girl. Get oh, it you're, oh, you're, you're like, ready girl. to get mad. I'm like, yeah, you're girl. like reading it. Okay. Now, if I'm saying child and we kick in, yeah. I'm going to say child, but I don't know how so I'm just the, noticing that. But I that. think that's the, that's the really cool thing about language. It, it can literally mean Anything. so many things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So since that can be divisive for some, when's the last time you felt like America was fully unified? Mm. You take this one. Okay. The If ever. If ever. Honestly, that's going to be hard for me to say if ever. I think the last time I really felt unity, and I know it's going to sound crazy, but I think it was during Barack Obama's first like election. I think the excitement from actually having someone of our skin color, you know, running for president. And just, I remember that moment feeling so like, oh, there's actually going to be change. And I think everybody unified around that. And I think, honestly, that's what got him elected. Yeah. So for me, I'm going to have to go with a more political answer. I'm going to say Barack Obama's first, you know, president campaign his first run. even when white people were calling him monkey uh i think yeah because we we still somehow pushed through it you okay. know i think it was the uh a time where we still seen okay this still exists but we can push past this yeah you can call him monkey but he gonna be the president of the united states um i don't know if if i'm being quite honest i don't and i don't want to be a downer but i don't really know if the country has ever really been unified yeah. historically we've seen such um you know obviously historically we've seen that we haven't been able to have equality in different ways. Yeah. Um, I, I hope one day that we can get to that point, but I think it's going to take a lot of change and a lot of moments where we're not in situations that are overly politicized mm -hmm. for us to all get on the same page. And I don't know if that's really gonna happen because some folks want their things in no compromise, right? Mm -hmm. You know, some people don't want to to listen to others. And I think when you can't listen to anyone else and step out of your own experience, then guess what? You're just never going to, you're just never going to get to that place. And so I'm not really sure. I don't want to be a downer, but I'm hoping one day we can. That's valid. Yeah. That's valid. Okay, so we live in LA. We are black. What's one word that comes to your mind being black and gay, living in a white gay land of Los Angeles? Ooh. You said one word? One word. That comes to mind? Um, fetishized? Mm. Mm. That's good. <laughs> okay. Fetishized. What is going to be my word? I'm like, damn, am I so privileged that I didn't realize I was living in a white gay land? <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like that, child. This is, you know? No. no okay, yeah. Like Think about it. Think land. about it. I would love to know after we yes, wrap. I'm going to come up with the word. But, Ryan, you mentioned the word fetishized. So, for you personally, do you feel fetishized by some gays being a bigger body? Um, okay, so that's a really complex question. I do think when you exist in a space, especially us living in Los Angeles, hyper superficial mm -hmm. because we're in the land of beauty. Mm -hmm. uh, I do think there are certain beauty standards in society, especially in queer communities, mm -hmm. that say that your body's not deemed accept uh, acceptable. Mm -hmm. um, but there are some people who, you know, 
they have their kinks, and I'm not a kink shamer, but there are some... Can I cuss on this show? Yes. There are some fucking weirdos <laughs> who have fetishized my body in ways that I have not asked or wanted. Okay. And I think when we're thinking about bigger bodies, um, you have to treat folks like they're people mm-hmm. instead of a sexual object. Unless they want to be treated as a sexual object. Yeah. Me, sometimes, I don't. I want to get to know you before you treat me as yeah. a sexual yes. object. You know? I hear that. Lavelle, you're newly single, as some would say. Well, what's it been like navigating L.A. again? This has been a completely different experience, if I'm being honest. I'm like, oh my God, was this what it was like being single? And I think a big part of it is really like, I have on training, training wheels. I'm like, there's new terms that people use. There's new places that people go. There's new uh, sexual things that people are into. And I'm having to learn all that again at the same time while dealing with a heartbreak, you know, because I, I am naturally a social person. I do naturally go out. I enjoy being at the club. I enjoy being at the bars. So it, it, it's been a journey, Archie. It really has. It really has. But I'm enjoying the journey. It, it's fun. You're present. You're present in I'm the moment. Present in the moment. What's your wait? What's your what's your flirting style? My, Ooh, oh, my flirting style is very aggressive. Like I, I don't, I don't think I'm very subtle. Really? Yeah. So you, see, I, I think that you just great. walk up there and you're like, "Here's my legs." Yeah, uh, not my legs, but here's. You let give people me know you're interested. Yes, yeah. I like know. let's follow oh, I up. That. And I hate though that, and I'm learning this in this in this new gay era because I've been really wanting to hit on more guys outside of the gay scene. I think mm. like younger Lavelle was all into hitting on guys at the gay bar, hitting on guys at the gay club. This Lavelle want to hit on guys at the grocery store, hit on guys at the gym. Oh, that's even better. And it has really been something where I'm like, okay, you're so aggressive in the gay club. Shit, why not make it happen in the bar? I'm mm. in the gym and in the grocery store, but mm. I'm struggling with that one. Okay. Now, that one I'm like, oh, because what if he's straight and then I don't got time for this awkwardness and then I, I see multiple people, I, I see you in the gym multiple times. But put yourself like, out there. Awkward. We're going to see. I had this like, I had to come up with like one neutral pickup line. So mm. this is my neutral okay, pickup Okay, what is it? Because I might Please tell me. It, it, it really has been working. Oh my God, you look so familiar. And that's it. <laughs> that's all I do. I say, oh my God, you look so familiar. You'll be amazed where that goes. Really? Uh, the, g- 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 um, and don't y'all be using that now. For real. No, I actually might take it because I'm the worst at flirting. Oh, it, it really worst? starts to cause Yeah, I know. And then per, if I still can't feel where it's going, I'm like, Oh, was it like a barless Hollywood? Yeah. Do you go to the to kind of to specify? To yes. Go boom bam. Wow, <laughs> it works. Ten it points works. for you. Um, okay, wait. So speak to me about the importance of being tested by your doctor and clinics as a gay man, Ryan. Well, I think your knowing and speaking about your sexual health is so, so important. Yes. It's something that you shouldn't be afraid of. There shouldn't be any shame around. We should be really having those conversations. Like, mm-hmm. I should be able to talk to someone that I'm, you know, interested in and being like, when's the last time you've been tested? When's the last time you've had mm-hmm. sex? Or mm-hmm. all of these certain things without it feeling weird or awkward. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the more we start doing that, the more that the shame goes away and we just naturally talk about it. And then also, if someone talks about something that they're going through that they have it with their sexual history, yes. don't shame them. Oof, 100%. Get it, like, please. Like, it's it's their body. If they're making the right decisions, if they're on the right things that they're supposed to do, mm. then guess what? Respect that and know that do what's best for your body as well. Yes. But no shaming, please. Yeah. Please. I love how upfront lately everyone has been too. As, as you mentioned, I'm newly single. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like back in the day it was as common to ask people's status as it is today. Like, I get asked that a lot. Like, hey, are you on prep? That's hey, smart. Hey, are you positive? Yes. Hey. And I, to the point where I literally have in my favorite folder, because I get tested almost like, 
I don't want to say every 30 days. That's so dramatic. But it's been a, a pretty consistent, like, every quarter I get mm. tested. Yeah, same. You I know? get every three months for me. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. every quarter, yep, yeah. I'm getting tested. And it's something where I'm like, nah, I got to prove this. Since yeah. you don't ask me, yeah. I want to see yours too. But I love that we are so... You know, it's not, it doesn't have that like, oh, you asked me what right. now? It's kind of like a right. common thing. I'm standing that. There are still those stigmas around it, though, especially if people are HIV positive. Mm, There's mm-hmm. so much stigma and uh, people not understanding what undetected means yeah. and mm-hmm. the language around it. It's all about educating yourself and having a conversation with someone who's going through it. Right. I yeah. really early on, too, dated someone who was uh, positive before, and I think oh, my I education started really with then dating that person to yeah. where now Same. I can't speak on things like being undetectable. This doesn't mean that you can't have sex with me. This blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yes. And I love that so many people also are using that type of verbiage yeah. and that, I don't know, maybe my experience, I just think overall as a culture, we're really are shifting. I think yeah. things like prep and things like just, you know, <clears throat> even this conversation is yeah. helping that. Yeah. yeah. And like we've kind of stated, HIV and STDs are easily spread from one partner to another, but STDs are preventable. The best way mm-hmm. to prevent getting or spreading an STD is to be responsible about your sex life. Protect yourself and your partner or... What do I say? Partners. There, there are many ways to do so, from PEP to PrEP. Ask your doctor and get tested. So, Billy Porter, yay or nay? Depends on where Billy Porter is and doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If Billy Porter's on the red carpet, nay. If Billy Porter's acting, <laughs> maybe. I'm going to give it yay. I'm going to give it yay. I just like the representation that he gives, and I do like the visibility and the opportunities that you have to even go on the carpet and give okay. us a dress. Okay. And what would you rather do? Cancel homophobia or find the cure for HIV? Whoa, that's a question with a punch. I know that's right. I would definitely, uh, I would, I would cure oh. HIV. I would cure HIV personally. I, oh, oh, but people oh my goodness. Well. Yeah, I'm going with cure HIV. Well, I'm going to say that I would get rid of homophobia just because you can live a very healthy and long life with HIV and it's not something that you have to get cured. Mm-hmm. But homophobia needs to be like done because people's lives actually are like brutally like murdered and things like that. So you have to think about that. But What a good answer. That's a hard, I mean that's kind of hard. Yeah, okay, wait, okay, wait, okay, wait, okay, wait. Both sides of the spectrum. Okay, wait, what would your, um, what would your Real Housewife tagline be? Oh, uh, I love black people. Every time we get asked a question, we just laugh. <laughs> Especially when, you know, we're going to get excited and come up with Oh, I don't know. Answers. Okay, you go for I feel like you're good at this. Yes, I have mine. You know, I stay ready. I have multiple ones, but I'm going to say this one just for the Archie J Pride Month special. Okay. People think I'm the verse king, and I just let them. <laughs> what are you? Please, questions that need answers. Oh, my God. Okay, one, I'm going to answer this because it's been such a relevant, like, I've been getting this question An a lot. exclusive. Okay, Ooh. this is an RTJ exclusive, so I'm going to ask it. And my biggest thing is I do not bottom shame. Honestly, no shade. If I was into bottoming, I would be bottoming. Okay. Like, I really would. But because of multiple things like IBS and me not liking pain and da-da-da-da-da and boom-boom-boom-boom-boom, it's not my preference. Okay. And so since it's not my preference, I'm going to call myself a big-ass blouse. And if you don't know what that is, I'm a soft top. <laughs> I love that. I love a butch queen. Ooh, and that's what I am. I mean, you see it in the flesh. But yeah, the kid, sadly, guys, doesn't doesn't bottom. That ain't my thing. <laughs> Your Real Housewife tagline. Wow. I can't relate. Um, <laughs> seriously, can't. Um, okay, I think, I see, I never really want to come up with my own. So there's uh-huh. this one I saw on Twitter mm-hmm. okay. that was so good that uh-huh. it's just me. What is it? <laughs> Give it to us. Give it to us. I you. may be fat, but I'll never be the bigger person. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and I saw it, I was like, 
Shout out to that person who tweeted it because it was that, iconic. I'm scared. And that's it. That's okay. it. I love Bury that. Oh, that's right. Bury me with it. that on my tombstone. I love it. I love that. I think that's I think that's brave. I think that's yeah. That's a, it was a vulnerable moment for me. I think that's brave. <laughs> I would probably say wait. So mine would probably be um, haters say I'm stressed, but I'm just a mess. <laughs> 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 yes! Oh my hey, god. Say I'm stressed, I'm just a mess. And you know, above can be true. It sounds like we really are starting the show. I, I love those things. Like, we did what we needed to on that one. Give me that. Oh. I can't do it. Good. Oh god. I don't know. Um, so, when you see an interracial relationship, what are your initial thoughts? I hope they're happy. Yeah. Oh! Give me good. Oh! Wait, give me. I have a lot of thoughts, honestly. I really, really? do. Because it's something that I've really been wanting to explore. I, okay. My friends know this. I really only date black men. Uh, but it's something that I've, in this new space, i just really been wanting to kind of get outside of that. And so I'm always curious, like, how do you deal with the, like, the, 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 the barriers between your culture? How much of the... Uh, time do you guys spend educating each other? Do you guys like the same social things? Was that something you have to work through? I really have so many questions. I think my first thoughts is I just get inquisitive. I'm like, oh, I just want to know all about your I've dated a white guy. You have? Yeah, for sure. I've, my thing is, it, I never felt like I needed to educate in, any more than I, if I naturally or organically didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So if I'm dating someone, I don't, I'm not a teacher. I'm not a professor. Okay. I get paid to do these things. I'm not entering a relationship where I have to. So hopefully that person coming into the relationship with someone who is black or a person of color, they need to be doing their own education. So was like he what, educated? He well, most definitely was. Okay. Most definitely was. That's a big And yeah. if there was things that I needed to get off my chest, like we had conversations about it. And for me, it's just like, I hate a lot of the conversation around people wanting to date outside of their race. A lot mm-hmm. of times black, especially black gay men can be very, um, you know, looked down upon if you're dating outside of blackness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I think we should be able to date whoever, but I do also think we should talk about proximity to whiteness too. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll say that I have went on like a date, I've went on like three dates with like different white guys. And I think it hasn't even gotten like, um, it's gotten as far as like, the uh, rimming, right? And I will just say it tastes it tastes different, and I don't prefer it. What? Um, so let's say what? Yeah. Did you, you just say that? There. You no. We're not there. letting you just jump past that one. Are you What's serious? What's the taste, Arch? I, Is it like Jolly Rancher? It tastes like bologna. Bologna. It, can we see? Y'all about to keep me right where I am? Cause okay. Hell no. Okay. So let's play fuck Mary kill. Okay. Bologna. <laughs> Homophobia, politics, or hot dogs? Fuck, Mary, kill. Say it one more time. I'm still thinking about it tasting like bologna. I know. Right? I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm I used to love a bologna sandwich. Homophobia, <laughs> politics, or hot dogs? Homophobia, politics, or hot dogs? Fuck, Mary, kill. Well, I gotta kill hot dogs. I hate hot dogs. Yeah, Blech. same. Oh I don't God. like hot dogs Ew. either. And then, fuck, Mary, kill. The homophobia mm-hmm. or what else? Hot politics. Politics. I'm gonna marry the politics, mm. and I'm gonna fuck homophobia and make them change their mind. <laughs> that I mean, can that actually be mine? That is actually because I don't like hot dogs. So I like kill hot dogs. Chill. I'm most definitely going to marry politics. Blue. And yeah, I guess I'll hate fuck homophobia. We're gonna yeah. fuck that homophobia right out of him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, y'all are wild. So what would Ryan? What would you? Um, what would you say is the most maybe most detrimental factor of the "Don't Say Gay" bill? Mm-hmm. You know, it bans instruction on classroom discussion of the LGBTQ issues for kindergarten through third grade. 
and it also kind of tackles mental health and counseling services. Yeah, I think what kind of your question when you asked us what we would tell our 13 year old selves, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Children, kids who are going through that in Florida and across the country who are picking up these bills are literally being told to hate themselves because yes. the world is hating you. Mm -hmm. And so when you are dealing with that on top of suicide rates, just trick like just going up and up and up, that's the detriment part, right? Mm -hmm. People are, are really trying to erase queerness mm -hmm. in all the ways, erase uh, people. Yeah. And so for me, that is a huge issue um, because queer kids and trans kids deserve to be loved. They do not deserve to be fucked with. And mm -hmm. I don't know why Republicans and conservatives are going so hard on it. Um, but I, I think erasing them is the most detrimental yeah. part of this whole entire thing. I hear that. Okay, can we play a game? Okay. <laughs> Let's play a game. All right. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's play put a word on it. Tell me the first word that comes to your mind when I say a word. Okay. All, All right. right. Okay. Ready? Yeah, let's do it. Ryan go, then Lavelle go. Soldier. Destiny's Child. Destiny's Child. I was going to say, I know some soldiers in here. WeHo. Fun. White. Mm. Peace. Me. Happy. Guts. Inside. <laughs> <laughs> Moaning. My favorite thing. Pleasure. Twerk. Ass. Megan Thee Stallion. Margarita. A good time. Three words. Gross. Thick. My favorite. Fave. Me. <laughs> Rimming. Baloney. <laughs> okay, wait. Uh, so, tasty. wait. Tell me about these before it. we before we kind of come to a close. What is these other positions? What's siding? Oh my gosh! So I just found out that there's new positions. So if you're a top, bottom, verse, cool. Those are regular ones. Uh -huh. Being a side is uh, are people who do not enjoy penetrative sex. Oh. So it's literally uh -huh. you can put now on Grinder or like whatever app you're on, you can be a side. What the hell is that? What like you, literally, do you do that it? means you're doing everything but penetrative sex. Tomatoes, oh. tomatoes, booze. Stay to the side. No, I, I, but I think sexual versatility. Well, like sexual, it's you, like. you know, versatility, and I guess when it comes. You to You tell me, we gonna go in the bedroom and do everything but penetrate? Yeah, because some people do not like penetrative tomatoes, sex. Some people don't tomatoes, like penetration. You don't like. I mean, you don't like penetrative sex. True. Me, as, I a don't like to you, be... as a top, you don't. Okay, yeah, but bro. like, people just don't. There's some people who oh, do not like it. Nobody do in the real? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay. you see, that's some good. Go. That we we do like. Getting. What's it? Um, hot cross buns. Um, I think it's hot. I think that's cute. <laughs> hot you, cross you, you buns. Be I wouldn't you be a side. side. I like penetrative sex. <laughs> but like, I would shout out fine. to sides. I like shout ass. Out to sides. I like eating ass. I love side representation. Yeah. I can eat ass for hours. So. Thank y'all for joining me. It's been so fun. What a blast. Is there anything that you want to put out there that we did not cover as we were in Pride Month for yeah. awareness that you want to say? Ryan, Ryan, I'll start with you. Well, one, I just want to say congratulations on this beautiful show. Oh. I'm so proud of you. I think representation is something that you are really showing people that you can create and be your own person and do it the way that you want. And yes. Make it beautiful, and you're doing it. Thank you. Um, but pride for me is if you are not, if your pride's not intersectional, then you're not doing pride. If your pride does not look inclusive, your pride does not look like us. If your pride doesn't look like others, then guess what? You have a problem. You should check it at the door. Yeah, Lavelle. I'm gonna take my little PSA moment to honestly um, shed a little more light on the trans community. Yeah, please. For me, even within myself, I noticed that I deal with my own. Uh, 
honestly, like, not stereotypes, but I deal with my own kind of barriers between me and that community. Mm. And so for me as a gay man, I really have been trying to really not only explore that community in terms of really grow relationships with some trans people, but also do my own education around that community because I, if anything that's said to me, and especially, you know, being a gay man, it really is seeing the community be so isolated, treated so badly, you know, I am kind of like shocked when I hear the stories of like so many trans being murdered, then hearing the stats. And so I would really take this time to say, really do a little more education on the trans community, really kind of as best as you can, get rid of those negative thoughts that you may have because honestly, I think that's just another form of homophobia that I think is at the lowest of our totem pole, sadly. Well, it's like transphobia. It's it really exactly. is. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, sorry, transphobia. And so for me, I really, even in my own self, I'm working on really like working past that, that I feel like the honestly community and world has put on yeah. us. You're bridging so the gap. I'm, I'm trying to bridge the gap. You're Martin Luther King. everybody to really do so, even within our community. Yeah. Like yeah. really bridge important. that gap. We have to be there for our trans brothers and sisters yes. and non-binary folks as well, like yeah. our siblings, because if we, in our own privileges that we have, mm -hmm. if we're not there for them, if we're over speaking them, if we're yes. not passing the mics in the way that we're doing, yep. then how are we any different from like white people doing it to us? And yeah. it's unfortunate that we have to connect race to these conversations, but, but it seems like it's the only way that we can really understand how we are also contributing to the issue. 100%. Wow. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining the couch. Yeah. I love the couch. This was a, I feel healed. You said it was the hill of couch. And honestly, Where? I got some healing. Where did you I, get this I, couch? Okay, I'm I'm not, we gotta go take a I'm shot. Good. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Happy Pride. Happy Pride, everyone. What's up, family? Thanks so much for tapping into this episode. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on YouTube and Instagram and wherever you get your podcasts from for listening pleasure. Don't miss our weekly Millennial Conversations pod post edition right here. My name is Archie J, and thanks for joining me today.